0: So if you are sober curious, if you've been thinking about taking a break from alcohol, this class is going to set you up for success. I promise you it is worth your time. So hit pause on this episode, go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class and save your seat. Hi there. My guest today is Jessica Gibble. She's the founder of A Sober Girl's Guide, which is a one-stop shop for women in recovery. You'll find honest conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness, and spirituality, and how they influence your recovery journey. With A Sober Girl's Guide, there's a podcast, a blog, social media, and coaching programs and tools. So Jessica has your back. And I invited Jessica on the podcast because we are going to talk about A Sober Girl's Guide to the holiday season. I know that this podcast is coming out right at the beginning of December, and there are tons of parties and family gatherings and drinking occasions that are really hard to navigate in the beginning when you're not drinking. So Jessica, I'm super excited to have
1: you here and get all your advice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready to lay it down. I know. I heard you,
0: <laughs> I heard you talking on another podcast about how sort of Thanksgiving, Christmas, obviously Hanukkah, if that's what you celebrate, and New Year's, it's like the trifecta or the Bermuda Triangle
1: that a lot yeah. of people get lost in the Bermuda triangle for sure yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of stress and like anxiety around the holidays and i think you know th- there's a couple reasons why right like the social aspect obviously you know um family for some reason family is always so touchy because it's like we're supposed to know these people that are like blood related and maybe you only see them like a couple times a year or like Maybe you just like follow them on Facebook or Instagram and feel like you should know them. And because you're like brother, sister, like whatever, whatever, like stream you are in of, of a relation, but it's like this unwritten rule. Like you're supposed to know everything about this person and they're supposed to know everything about you. And that's a lot of pressure, like right off the jump. And I mean, I
0: love my family, but I swear to God, anytime I'm Uh. around my mother or my sister, my dad passed away. I like Mm. immediately revert to being 13 with all the like resemblance and passive aggressive crap. And like, you know, they still think I'm the 13 year old girl too, with all their judgments and labels. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm 46 and married with two children. And you're telling me how to do
1: X, you know? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, we we all revert back to those roles, right? Like, I always say like our family knows how to push our buttons, yes, because yes. they installed them. Mm-hmm. They installed those buttons, yes, so they they yes. know exactly how to navigate them, which ones to push, where, when, how. So it's tricky, and it's you know especially when we've changed, right? Not only in like we're growing up or we're we're a different person, but we're all, we've also changed our like needs and wants and our and our values and especially around alcohol. I don't know what your family is like around alcohol. My family, oddly, like
0: I was absolutely the big drinker of our family. Like my sister and my mother were not big drinkers. And I was always the one like putting down a bottle of wine a night and then opening a second one. So it was all me. But I have to say that that some of those dynamics and just being surrounded by things like that was kind of a big reason I drank, like just to Mm
1: -hmm. get
0: out of my own head and, you know, sort of have this bubble around me. And it's everything, right? It's my kids and my husband interacting with my family and all Mm -hmm. of it. So, yeah, I definitely brought the alcohol to the party, but my family does still drink.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you wore the crown of of uh, the drinker. Oh, I was I was definitely
0: the girl, like somehow, (laughs) quote unquote, going to bed, passing out on Christmas Eve, you know, early, and then waking up with a brutal hangover on Christmas morning, and trying to play it off like it was lovely.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I know. But what about
1: you? What's your family? Hangovers suck. Um, you know, we we all like me and my brothers. We all have kind of issues with with substances. It's just kind of what we did, but my mom and dad never really like, they'd have like the odd, like glass of wine here and there, but it wasn't like, they weren't any near close to like what, what we were, what my brothers and I were, you know, I think we just had a lot of pent up anxiety and like trauma that we, you know, I guess are still working through, Mm -hmm. um, but didn't know how. How to kind of like come together or deal with those emotions, you know? And some of my brothers still don't, unfortunately. So that kind of sucks. But also, you know, it's just another layer of you know why a reason of why I kind of like stay true to myself and to, to my choices. Yeah. yeah, it's as an as the big sister, I'm the, the oldest. Um, I always found it helpful to not tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, they don't really like unsolicited advice. Doesn't really go that far, you know. Especially under big sister, for an older sister. I have, to <laughs> yeah. Say. I have an older sister, and I I get told what to do all the time. Yeah, and how do you like it? Not, not so hot, not, right? Not so much, yeah. No, it literally goes like in one ear, out of the other. Yeah. So I I learned that very quickly, especially with boys. Like they're like, yeah, piss off. No, yeah you don't know me. Yeah. Like, okay. That is true. Actually. I do not know you. You know, I didn't, I didn't live with my family. I, um, when my parents got divorced, my brothers were between my mom and my dad and I chose my mom. Um, I was a little bit older, but not definitely not old enough to be making those decisions, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think I was like 12 or 13. So I just straight up said like, no. I ha- want nothing to do with you, dad. Like I basically took like team mom, which is kind of damaging in itself, but whatever, here we are. And my brothers were back and forth between them. And then I moved to LA. So I got the heck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so for like 11 years, I maybe, maybe saw my brothers once a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I was drinking, I used alcohol to calm my mind, to relieve anxiety, and to sleep well at the end of a busy day. I didn't know that alcohol actually spiked my stress hormone, increased anxiety, and as little as one glass of wine a night reduced my sleep quality by 24%. I was really excited to find Tanasi, a better way to find calm, rest, To get 25% off your first order with the promo code HELLO and get ready to sleep
1: well. Yeah. So, like, that's not a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was basically a stranger to them. And was it usually around the holidays when you would come yeah. home? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's Just the holidays. That's that unusual. Like, I. Yeah. You know, I live in Seattle, Washington. My mom lives in Washington D.C. My sister lives Mm. in Ohio. My husband's family lives in Florida. So it's it's usually the holidays when we all get together, and we might see each other twice a year. You know, totally. So yeah, as an adult, that's a hard integration. A lot of times, you're living together in the same house for a week or more. That's it's really difficult. Totally. Yeah. And that's not even introducing friends and parties and the fact that when you quit drinking, you actually really want to drink. And, you know, your brain gets lit up with all the memories of feeling like you're missing out.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, and add on like the triggers of childhood, you know, like you said, like reverting back to that 13 year old girl who's just like, no, I'm not 13 anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of different uh layers and, and dynamics to the holiday season and you know, socializing in our relationships and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it definitely makes sense of why, you know, that stress is heightened and we will naturally reach for something that we've used for years, decades, right? Yeah. 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 So um I don't know if you want me to just just dive in. into the strategies <laughs> or what what helped you yeah. navigate it in the early days? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, just how, you know, we were kind of like talking it through and kind of hashing up like what feelings and emotions were coming up when we even talked about holidays. I think that is a first step, you know, to even acknowledge like, okay, I'm getting really amped up, like, why am I feeling, like, really stressed or really anxious around, like, going, either going home for the holidays or going to, like, holiday parties? Like, what actually is it that is making me feel these ways? So, it could be meeting new people. It could be um, small talk. Like, small talk is, no, I think I am allergic to it. It's so it's so much energy and draining to me that that in itself is like my stress meter just goes off the chain. So really kind of like pinpointing like okay, what is the actual like trigger here? Like where why? What yeah, are, what is like going even on preparing here?
0: and being like okay, I know that Christmas Eve dinner with this family is really hard. I know that mm-hmm new year's eve is a difficult time at this party or my work parties or you know all that kind of stuff like just identifying what's
1: hard and why it's hard yes yeah so even just like admitting that to yourself right is is a huge feat because like i think we we kind of use all these like tips and all this information like we try and inundate ourselves like Okay, I need this tip. I need this quick tip, like to to get over things. I think, in, and I've really noticed this in in our group coaching and stuff. Like, you don't need any more information. You're good. You need to feel. Mm-hmm. You need to back it up, and you need to actually like feel like what's going on. Because I can give you like tips to the cows come home, and I, I will. <laughs> I'll give you like surface level like tips, but. Until you kind of like get in there and figure out like why these these things are happening or why you're feeling this way, and like get in tap into like why you're feeling or or how you're feeling, you know to begin with, these kind of like surfacey tips are just gonna be that. They're just gonna be surfacey. Mm-hmm. but i so I think we're 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 good with the information. I think that's like one of our strong suits, right? Like, we are Googling to the cows come home. (laughs) And I think, and it's great. Like we, we need the information. We need to, you know, kind of learn like what's what, but we also really need to feel, we need to back it up and come into the feeling aspect of it. Cause then we can actually take actions that are going to serve us Mm -hmm. instead of just doing actions to do something. Yeah. You know, I'm all about, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of like going through this like stage in my life where I am literally like, I want to hack everything in my life. So I'm using the least amount of energy because I, I feel like for the longest time I've been like siphoning off like energy here, there, and it's like, it's too much. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just overwhelmed, like even down to like the silliest things, like the perfect pillow I know that sounds weird because we just talked about I have a neck situation. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's part of it, but whatever. But like things that are going to make your life easier and make you like enjoy life. You need to feel in order to like go there. Yeah. You know, all this information can only go so far. So as you're kind of looking
0: at, so say someone's listening to this on December 2nd or December 5th, and they're looking at the month of December, which can be really challenging. Do you recommend they kind of scan their calendar and sort of identify what might be really difficult times for them or more what emotions come up during the month? I mean, what, what's your recommendation? Because yeah. sometimes it's hard for people to tap into feelings.
1: That's the whole reason we use alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Yeah because emotions and thoughts are terrifying. Feelings are scary. They're very uncomfortable for most of us. And we don't want to sit in that uncomfortability. So, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I wouldn't look at the the month because that can kind of give you a, even more anxiety, right? Yeah. Like you're tripping about the future, like a month in advance. Yeah. It's like, well, let's just kind of like look at what what we got going on for the week. Like maybe, I don't know, people could and and probably will have like holiday parties like every week almost in the month of December right only four weeks Um, so kind of take it week by week like look at your week like say you have an office Christmas party or your partner's uh, Christmas party or your running group's Christmas party you know tap into like okay how is that going to feel for me like am I is there anything coming up that I feel like a little nervous or scared about, you know, most of it is fear. I'm going to just give you a cheat sheet right here. Most of the time it is fear, the fear of not necessarily the unknown, but the fear of the known, right? So going to a party, not drinking, having that peer pressure, how am I going to socialize? How am I going to talk to people? It's the known. You can't be afraid of something that you don't know. hmm so you're you're actually afraid of, you know, what could happen or how this could feel, or like, oh my God, what if I feel lame? What if I get ridiculed? What if I, you know, aren't as funny or aren't as cool? Or you know, we have all these like fears and insecurity. and for me, it's
0: also the endurance, right? Like some of those mm-hmm. things go on for three or four hours of, like you said, small talk and
2: yeah, a lot a of lot time energy just, man. like.
0: I'm going to want to leave early. Like people find, like, when you're not drinking, you just like, you're ready to go earlier in the evening because everybody else kind of gets drunk.
1: Yeah. And that is totally, that totally makes sense because you're not wasted. Yeah. You're like, wait, no, like, I actually have to like put out all this energy and I'm not even like, you know, I'm not getting anything back or like maybe you get hopped up on some Diet Coke. I don't know. But yeah, for the most part, like socializing. Is strenuous. Like it's it is like a it's my cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it takes a lot of energy. And this won't happen all the time. I think it's also something to notice like who you get energy off of. Yeah. Right? Like I think that is so important. Like if you leave a uh like a conversation or even just like time out with a friend and you're just like, oh my. God, like I need to go home and take a nap, like pay attention to that energy. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that so draining to you? And you could just be having an off day. Like maybe you're tired. Maybe the weather's kind of, <laughs> but like for the most part, like that will kind of be consistent and you kind of need to figure out, well, where is that energy leak? Like what, what is happening here? Why is it such a struggle? Yeah. Cause I've definitely noticed. And I don't know if, if you have like even in work and stuff, like it's things that give me energy, like group coaching. Oh my gosh. When I am done a group coaching session, I literally have to go for a run because I am so energized. Like I'm so fired up and like just being in, in that dynamic gives me so much energy and it feels so good, which could be really draining to other people, you Mm -hmm. know, like like being in charge of like 10 women in a group and and navigating that and and working your way through 10 women (laughs) could be draining to someone else. But for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. So just kind of paying attention to like where your energy is going.
0: Yeah. And I definitely think that, you know, when you stop drinking, you, you're more aware of like the people who lift you up and the people who drag you down and just that energy, you know, some people just always bring out sort of negative thoughts, negative feelings, whereas other people see the best in you and you just feed off them. And that's actually one of the awesome things about stopping drinking that you actually can tune into that and sort of edit your life to be around people who, who make you feel really good.
1: Totally. I swear to God, like I'm not joking you like sobriety is a superpower in that sense where like your senses become heightened like your intuition your gut feeling it does not lie yeah I'm living proof of that one (laughs) I've tried I've tried to beat around the bush and fool my intuition and you know do do whatever I can but most of the time it is like dead on
0: oh my gosh Can we talk about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep, it is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. And use promo code HELLO for 15% off your first order. And your first year that you're not drinking, a lot of times, like, A, it's your first time going through that. And also, you haven't necessarily edited the people you spend time with already, right? And not that you have. I mean, I still have all my old friends from when I was drinking, but you definitely, you know, once you stop drinking and and notice things in your life and aren't just focused on who your drinking buddies are, you tend to spend more time with really, really cool, amazing people.
1: Yeah. And this is the whole thing. Like, I was just talking about this with my last group. We have the choice. We don't have to stay somewhere. We don't feel good. We don't. Like, we, we just don't. It, it's yeah. so funny. When one of my cl- clients was like, Oh, my God, like, I was out till four in the morning, because I just felt so good. Like, I wasn't drinking, obviously. But like, I felt so good with the people I was hanging out with, mm-hmm. with like, a place we were at, like, I felt so safe and like, secure. And I had, I was just having so much fun. Like, I just got carried away.
0: Yeah, like,
1: perfect. Yeah. And like, and you know, that you have the choice, like, if you didn't feel that way, And if it was draining, and if it felt like a little icky, and you felt like you wanted to go, you also had the choice to go. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like we don't have to stay in these situations mentally or physically that don't make us feel good. Yeah.
0: And in one of the things is that you don't realize how many events that you drink to tolerate. You know, one of the things I always ask my clients when they're like, Oh, it won't be any fun if I'm not drinking. I'm like, Okay, is it just that it's not any fun, you know, because (laughs) that's sometimes what's going on, like an event just isn't that fun and you drink to kind of get over it. And once you're not drinking, you're like, actually, I don't really want to do this or I feel like I have to do this, but I'm going to limit the amount of time and I'm going to focus on who I'm going to interact with and I'm going to do something afterwards that I'm really excited about that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean we can like we can justify like, you know, why we're going to places and why we're doing things, but we don't have to like, live there. Yeah. You know, we don't have to like power through. It's like, okay, you know, you've you've shown your face, you've done your 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 duty. Now you can go on with your life. Yeah. You know, you don't have to ruin it. You don't have to get wasted, you don't have to black out to tolerate anything. Yeah. It's amazing. We have these choices. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: That's and amazing. you're allowed to change and do new things and opt out of things that you've done before.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so first and foremost, like that that's what I would say going back to like the first kind of, I guess, step is tap into, you know, what am I, what am I worried about here? Like, what is if the, these feelings coming up going, you know, uh, circling around the around the holidays? So once you kind of identify those, then we kind of go into like the more external like tips to kind of to actually do something about it. You know, if I always find I don't know what the heck to do with my hands, you know, if I'm not drinking, like all of a sudden my hands like start like creeping up like around my face and I'm like, (laughs) Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I can't just stand there and, like, talk and socialize without something in my hands. So I am a huge, huge fan of non-alcoholic alternatives. I love everything from, you know, different non-alcoholic wines, beers, kombuchas. Like, kombucha is, like, pretty much my my go-to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I love non-alcoholic alternatives. Like, I... What are your favorites, in case
0: anyone's listening and needs recommendations? Oh,
1: God. I mean, I just wrote a whole kind of blog post on the 10 ones that I, like, love right now. Um, I love Gaia. I think that's how I call it. G-H-I-A. It's, like, this botanical... It's so beautiful. Like the bottle. I'm also like a packaging whore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bottle is just so gorgeous. Well, it's got to
0: look good, right? You're bringing it yes. out.
1: Yeah. And so like I'll mix that with like a little soda because I like something a little like fizzy. So I don't chug it because I just tend to chug things. Um, I love that. I love um, groovy Prosecco is always. Oh my God. That is my go-to. And yeah, they're bubbly totally. rosé,
0: but I love
1: their prosecco. Yeah, so mm-hmm. good. And then um, probably one of my new favorites is Shirley wine. I have not tried. So, that. Is it
0: white good. or red or somewhere? No, with they it. have a
1: they have um, a sparkling uh, and a flat uh, rosé and white. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the white is kind of like a sparkling, like champagne, which is. <sighs> Yeah. So good.
0: I yeah. love the non-alcoholic drinks as well. And yeah. I'm, I'm right now really into non-alcoholic beer. Like I love Athletic oh. Brewing Company. It's yeah. like my absolute favorite NA beer. And okay. so actually, if anyone's listening, I'm an ambassador. So you could order it on their website and save 20% with the code KCD20 on your first so, yeah. order. But Athletic Brewing Company, I've tried lots and lots of beers. And that's my favorite, but I love groovy too. But this mm-hmm. year I love the Prosecco and the bubbly rosé, but this year I want to try all the new ones. Like I'm really into, I'm going to go, yeah. we'll link to your blog on the sure. favorite non-alcoholic stuff, because I want to, I feel yeah. like just ordering a whole bunch for this holiday.
1: Yeah. And I, I love just like the different containers. Like there's one called uh sun chaser, Mm. which is so cute. Like it is so cute and it tastes really good. And it has um, their thing is it has adaptogens. So it's like good for you and good for your like brain function and stuff like that. So, you know, why not drink something great for you you, instead of like poisoning yourself? Go figure. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I
0: love even sharing my non-alcoholic drinks with people who still drink alcohol just to be like, I'm going to try this. This is really good. And a lot of times like
1: Ooh, can I have one of those? Yes, totally. Yeah, I always, I always trick my brother, uh, my middle brother. Like I always bring like non-alcoholic champagne to uh, like Christmas dinner, and I'm like, oh, you know, would you like a, a glass of champagne? He's like, oh yeah, totally. And he's drinking it. I'm like, oh, look, do you like it? Like, what do you think? And he never ever puts together like, duh. <laughs> like obviously, I don't drink. He, I mean, he's not the smartest tool in the shed, but um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then he's like, Oh, wait, this is non-alcoholic. What the heck? Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, but it's really good. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So like I always, great, always get him a great assortment
0: of non-alcoholic drinks. I think that's awesome.
1: Totally. And then there's so many uh, different places to get them too. like, there's all these uh, non-alcoholic pop-up shops, like online and in person. And it just shows you like they're not going away. It's definitely here to stay. It's not just a trend. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important. You know, it's, we need something special too, that makes us feel included. It's not just like
0: like sparkling apple cider, which makes you feel like you're at the kid's table. yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, something that feels like mature and not just an afterthought. Yeah. So there's tons of amazing
0: like products out there. Yeah. And I bring it to parties as well. I mean, I used to Mm. always go to parties and bring two bottles of wine. So it's not strange to go and bring, you know, two, four packs of Groovy or whatever, whatever floats your boat.
1: Yeah, for sure. And who knows, like maybe you'll convert someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's definitely like bring your own beverages, like search out there. There's so many just amazing alternatives. Another thing that I definitely like to do, and this is like also how me and my mom kind of like bond a bit, is I always like to help her like in the kitchen. So like staying busy. If, you know, if you're not a good cook, like learn or like just watch, but, or help like refill like your grandma's drink or just kind of be of service. Like I said, small talk is definitely like the death of me. So I can't sit for too long. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I will even do laundry. That is, (laughs) that is how much like I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, like it always just makes, doesn't make me feel good. Like it it all, the, the conversation always goes off the rails. It's, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the energy to bring it back on the rails or nor do I Yeah. So
0: asking if you can help (laughs) and like helping out in the kitchen or setting the table. Yeah. You're right. That really does help. The other thing I would say is like hanging out with kids or pets Super helpful. Like if there are kids around, yours or others, and all the adults are drinking, like taking them on a walk outside, like even playing kickball during the day on Christmas Eve, or going going sledding, depending on where you are. Like it, it is really. I mean, you don't even
1: need kids to do that. Like you can be a kid too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and it feels good to get moving and see something in nature and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I I really like to stay busy. And it also, you, you know, you're getting brownie points. You're helping. Who yeah. doesn't want, you know, who doesn't like help? <laughs> um, definitely one of my other favorites is setting boundaries. So like I said, like I will only do small talk for so long before it goes off the rails. So setting those boundaries. And that could look like maybe staying in a hotel if it's not healthy for you to stay At your folks' house or at your partner's uh, parents' house, you know, having a little bit of space is okay and it's very healthy. So really, again, paying attention, you know, and you'll you'll kind of discover this when with the first step, like what am I anxious about or what do I feel unsettled about holidays and these gatherings? Like what what tips me off, you know? And a lot of that is sharing a house with with people, right? Yeah. 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 I love sad. that tip. And it's, it's definitely,
0: you said boundary. It's like, it's a muscle mm. to build and it's a little uncomfortable at first, but you can just be like, oh, actually we saw this place and we're super excited to stay there and, you know, yeah. we'll be over. Cause then you're right. It's that marathon of the holidays where you see them before you go to bed and you see them first mm-hmm. thing in the morning and just having sort of Two hours on each end makes a world of difference in your sort of totally. level of calm and happiness.
1: Yes, it is definitely worth it. And yeah, like you said, you don't have to be mean about it. You don't no. have to be like, "I'm staying at a hotel because I can't stand you." Yeah, um, you don't have to say that. <laughs> uh, don't say that. Yeah, you know, just just say like, maybe I got a good deal using my points. Like. You know, just you don't have to make anyone feel bad about it. Um, yeah. I don't know about your parents, but mine always take things personally, so I'm really good at dancing around this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And if you're yeah, if you're married or you have kids, that's a great excuse. You know, you yeah. can kind of blame someone else, you can say, whatever yeah. it is, we have trouble sleeping or or something, but also just like if you're coming to Seattle, you'd be like Yeah, out of town, I've always wanted to stay downtown by the Great Wheel and Pike Place. So, you know, Christmas treat, New Year's treat to ourselves. We booked this really cool hotel and can't wait to see you. So sort of just being like, this is something I just would love to do. Yeah,
1: definitely. And then this is probably one of the biggest ones. Replacing expectations with gratitude. Mm. So, you know, we, we... If you've stopped drinking, like you've changed, you're making changes in your life, you have to realize that your family necessarily hasn't. So, you know, like how they remember Casey as the 13 year old girl, you know, they can also remember you as, you know, what you used to do or how you used to show up for family events, you know, especially if you only see your family like once or twice a year. Again, this is like, we don't really know each other you know, we're, we're kind of just going off of what we see or what, what little, little, uh, specs or what, what you allow them to see. Mm -hmm. So really, you know, I, I, I found it hard. Like the first, the first couple, uh, trips home for Christmas, you know, everyone kept asking me if I wanted a drink. I'm like, are you guys nuts? Like I don't drink. And I like, I kind of like took it a little like personally, cause it, it kind of hurt like, Oh, you're not listening to me. Like, are you not taking me seriously? And that's not the case. Like they are just used to you being a certain way and it's going to take a little bit of time. And especially like, I don't know about you, but I definitely didn't get sober right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it took me oh boom, yeah 10 years. So I was like, I was like the girl that cried sober. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like is she drinking is she not drinking is she serious about this you know your family doesn't know they're not they aren't necessarily doing it maliciously but yeah. they yeah. they haven't changed like you have yeah. and you know it's it definitely gets better like the more committed you are to your changes the easier it is like for people around you to to see that and like of course support you but i think that that expectation that they should just know Again, you don't necessarily like know everything about these people, nor do they know everything about you. Um, But it is super
0: helpful to let them know, like, just be like, if you're going to a party, or if you're going to your parents house, or even a New Year's party, just be like, hey, by the way, I'm not drinking. So I'll be bringing this awesome thing that I like to drink or what, like, I feel like putting it out there that you're not drinking in advance kind of helps stop them from asking you seven times if you want to drink.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and of course like like I said before, bring bring your own uh your own uh, alternatives, right? I think the the easiest way, you, you know, you could say and this is this happened all the time, like I would say that I'm not drinking. I would say, "But well, I'm not drinking." But until I actually showed up with an alternative or something for for me to drink, they they would still ask. Yeah. So like, I I think kind of like talk is kind of cheap to an extent, until you follow it up with an action. So if you aren't drinking, like, cool, bring something to support that. So you're not just like stuck with water. Or, you know, I I also look at um, people asking you if you want to drink as a test. I don't take it personally. I don't think, you know, I think I don't think that they're wrong for asking it. It's actually, you know, a pretty normal question in our society, which is like another, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they are being polite to an extent, but you know, this, like I said, like you got to leave those expectations. You can't expect everyone to, you know, change like you have. So you need to, you do need to self advocate, you know, you need to stand up for yourself and you do that by taking actions for yourself mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, like bringing those alternatives, they definitely start conversation. You know, they, they do, mm-hmm. you know, people ask like, Oh, that's a cool bottle or like, what, what is that? Like, what is that? It's like such a pretty color. Like, what, what is that? Like, what does it taste like? What a great conversation starter. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's amazing. Like, You should try this. Yes. And they're like, what? Like, you don't drink, you drink this. Yeah, totally. And this is why. Like, you know, it just leads down the avenue of like, it could be a, a really nonchalant conversation.
0: Yeah, it shifts from like the idea of lack to the idea of experimentation and something new and being curious, yeah. you know, as opposed to totally. the same old, same old.
1: Yeah. Or like, I can't drink, I can't do this, I don't, don't ask me, don't do this, don't do that. It's like, well, holy shit, then everyone's like walking on eggshells. And like, yeah, that's when you feel like different, right? Like that's when you feel like kind of segregated from the pack. Mm-hmm. Hi there. If you're listening
0: to this episode and have been trying to take a break from drinking, but keep starting and stopping and starting again i want to invite you to take a look at my on-demand coaching course the sobriety starter kit the sobriety starter kit is an online self-study sober coaching course that will help you quit drinking and build a life you love without alcohol without white knuckling it or hating the process the course includes the exact step-by-step coaching framework, I work through with my private coaching clients, but at a much more affordable price than one-on-one coaching. And the Sobriety Starter Kit is ready, waiting, and available to support you anytime you need it. And when it fits into your schedule, you don't need to work your life around group meetings or classes at a specific day or time. This course is not a 30-day challenge or a one day at a time approach. Instead, it's a step-by-step formula for changing your relationship with alcohol. The course will help you turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You will sleep better and have more energy. You'll look better and feel better. You'll have more patience and less anxiety. And with my approach, you won't feel deprived or isolated in the process. So if you're interested in learning more about all the details, please go to www.sobrietystarterkit.com. You can start at any time and I would love to see you in the course.
1: You know, so I yeah, taking those actions and advocating for yourself. Talk is cheap. Yeah, I love it. That. Just is. <laughs> you gotta show up for yourself. Um, and then the last one I would say is like I, I call it like sending out an SOS. So like having having like a support system or someone that you can text or like call. Or if you don't have someone, um, I have like kind of tech, some techniques that I use. So I'm a huge fan of journaling and writing stuff out. I even like burn the pages after just, you know, to solidify and send it out (laughs) to the universe. Um, But I love uh, journaling and and getting it all out and like it just feels like I'm like a mind dump and like a weight off my shoulders. If you don't have someone that you could like send an SOS to or um voice notes on your phone is a lovely, lovely little gadget. Talking into that, it just again feels like the weight is lifted off your shoulders and the weight of the world is like gone. Just, just any way to like expel and release uh what you're thinking or feeling are pretty pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think just knowing that the first year is going to be hard, the first anything is going to be uncomfortable, but it does get easier. Usually the first like 20 minutes are the hardest, right? Mm -hmm. When you sort of walk into somewhere and it settles down, especially if you focus on like, who would be interesting to talk to, or, you know, who do I want to spend time with? But I mean, I remember I quit drinking in February and I thought that by December it would be easy. Like I was, Mm. I was solid in my sobriety. I felt good about it. I was healthier. I was happy. Everybody knew I'd stop drinking. And despite that, it was pretty challenging. Like just having Christmas Eve and my mom's like, oh, do you mind if me and your husband have red wine at dinner, which was like my jam? So it's like my special night, they're drinking wine in front of me. God knows how they drink it that slowly. Cause like I would finish a bottle, you know, super fast. And they had it for like four hours in front of me. And, you know, yeah. SOS texting someone, Mm -hmm. I went upstairs and like texted my sober bestie and was like, what the fuck these people need to finish this bottle of wine or I'm going to kill them. (laughs) Like, how are they still sipping it? But I, you know, realizing it was hard, but then also focusing on the positive, like waking up Christmas morning and not being hung over while my kids like were running down to see the stockings from Santa at 530 in the morning. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like actually enjoying my coffee without feeling queasy. That's yeah. good
1: stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's tons of like amazing you know, benefits that come with it. Like hangovers just suck all around. They yeah. just really suck. I wanna I just I, I wanna ask you, when you were describing like, you know, your your mom and your husband having a glass of wine, you said it was my special day. Yeah. Well I mean what, what is that in
0: my that mind mean? it was it was in my home. It was Christmas Eve and I just was like, I feel like I could have said no. I could have been like, actually, do you guys mind not drinking tonight or like have beer or have something else? Like, I just was like sitting at dinner and they were drinking my old favorite thing right in front of me. And so actually after that, and it, you know, I still have people come over all the time for parties and they drink wine and it's sort of like, you know, BYOB and take it with you when you're done. But Mm -hmm. at an intimate small dinner with, Mm -hmm. you know, that being the drink on the table, that was really hard for me. And the next night, you know, my mother-in-law was over and said, oh, well, we can have wine. I was like, actually, no, we're done. Would you like some beer? Like, I was just like, I'm not sitting through that again. And it's different for everyone, but I would you know, in retrospect, I wish I'd been like, hey, actually, I'm not drinking wine. So like, can you guys have something else? And I don't care if it's alcoholic yeah. or not. But that was just that was just for me.
1: Yeah, the wine was like triggering. Like that was yes, it was a weapon of choice. Yes. So yeah. Why do you think why do you think you took it so like personally, almost?
0: I think because it was sitting in front of me for like three or four hours. Like, I was yeah. just like, how can they not? Haunting you. Bottle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that that first year was really hard. I don't think it would be hard now. But I also think that I just didn't speak up for what I wanted. And they wouldn't have cared. Like, I said I was cool when I wasn't really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, later my husband's like, if it bothered you, why didn't you just tell us? And I'm like, well, I was trying to, like, make it nice for everyone around me and not, you know, Hey, I changed. I don't want to have to change you. You know, I'm still cool. And, you know, in retrospect, they really didn't care. And so I was just doing it to myself
1: because I didn't speak up. Yeah, man. You weren't, you didn't have your own back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone was like having a fine evening and you're just like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like gritting my teeth, white knuckling it,
0: annoyed. You know, it was, um, it was hard that first time. And I think I just didn't make it easier. I didn't think going over to dinner at someone else's house, if they're drinking, then coming home and not having that beverage of choice around you in a small environment, is easier. Um, mm. But, you know, I it helped like exactly what you said, right to have other drinks that I liked, to have them know I wasn't drinking it, but actually back it up. Like, just not Mm -hmm. sort of give in, obviously, and to have someone to reach out to, like to have someone to have an SOS to, because I completely used it. And then waking up the next morning and feeling amazing, even going for a run midday. I mean, I had so many hungover Christmas mornings and New Year's Day mornings where I just felt like I was complete garbage and like, oh my God, am I going to make it through the day? I'm so ill. And just, Having those days to actually enjoy it, I mean that's pretty amazing.
1: Mm. Yeah, totally. Oh, there's nothing worse than literally making yourself sick. Like, yeah. Ugh, I yeah. do not miss that. Well, so <laughs> what are your plans this year for the holidays? Hmm, yeah. So we um my family, my brother just had a baby. So she's eight days old.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: just had that. Yeah. Yeah, literally yeah, yeah last week yeah so um I'm an I'm an aunt I'm a new aunt I'm a first time aunt so basically I think Christmas is going to revolve around Stella around yeah. the kid yeah <laughs> uh so we usually get together at my mom's house um which is really nice and I help her we usually do like prime rib we're not into turkey um so yeah I cook the prime rib And yeah, she helps. She's my sous chef. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we just, we just hang out. Her house is so like cozy and we hang out by the fire and I think we're just going to like watch the baby. Yeah. Well, that'll (laughs) be, that's going to be our source of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. that will be great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited. I'm just like, I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah. Like oh my God, like her ear, like her just what beautiful. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the seven pound little tiny thing. I just like, it's so weird. Like I don't even know this kid Mm -hmm. and like, I love it so much. Like, well, that's going to be just
2: a
0: really (laughs) special, special holiday. That's going to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're all like really excited and we're getting her like first Christmas gear, like all done up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. What
0: are you up to? Well, so my mom always comes for mm-hmm. holidays and usually my mother-in-law comes too. they're both widows. Oh, okay. And uh, this year, just my mom's coming because the day after Christmas, my husband's a basketball coach, varsity girls mm-hmm. basketball. And so we're flying down to Arizona for a big tournament, but it's going to be sunny and we're staying at a resort (laughs) and there are pools for the kids and it's a great Great. group. It's the varsity girls and boys team. So like just fun watching the game. So for Christmas, we're just, uh, you know, we always like cook a big dinner. I am not a cook. I do the dishes because I hate cooking. Um, (laughs) But my husband cooks, my son cooks all the pies, like they're really good. oh wow
1: yeah we usually play a board game you know oh um... yes have you ever played we just started like playing it because like my brother's girlfriend's family is like really into it they're they this is like their family tradition but we've kind of jacked it now we're we're taking it over um it's called mexican train no all right i'm gonna have to look into it my god it is like the funnest game ever i suck at it I yeah. am horrible, yeah. but it is so much fun. You have to check it out. Okay. It's like I the totally best game am. ever.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I love to go on a hike on Christmas Day, like after yeah. you open all the presents. And yeah, New Year's, we have this great tradition of why well, I have my groovy Prosecco because mm-hmm. it's so good. And yeah. we get this like flying wish paper. You can get it off Amazon. Oh. In and no. there are like 14 or so little papers in there. And everyone in our family writes three wishes for the new year. And then we do three for the universe and you turn off all the lights and you roll it up and you light it on fire and it goes up into the air.
1: Yeah. They float away. It's like really thin, thin paper, right? Yeah. So
0: that's my favorite new year's thing to do.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So cute.
0: Yeah, well, so I mean, for anyone's listening, you can have an absolutely lovely holiday season without drinking. And just be aware of, you know, like Jessica said, what might be hard for you, what it's bringing up, work on your boundaries, and do stuff you enjoy.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, you, you know, you have to stand up for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if anyone has not yet checked out Jessica's podcast, it's amazing. It's A Sober Girls Guide. I love it. I've been listening to it all week. And Jessica, tell us how people can find out more about you and the work you do.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, check out asobergirlsguide.com. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. The website has as everything, everything you need to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I will
0: link to your favorite non-alcoholic alternatives, that blog post. Cause I did. Oh, see
1: right, 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 right. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the hello someday podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me,